episode one, The Amazing People Podcast. Welcome to The Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Dizard. I would like to thank you for joining The Amazing People Podcast. Uh, this is my first real attempt of doing a podcast, but I wanted to just thank you for listening. And um, during this journey, what we're going to do is feature a lot of people from ordinary walks of life. Um, some of them may be famous. Some of them you may have never heard of before, but we want to make sure that we honor them, you know, and I think that's a big deal. In today's society, we are always honoring people who are celebrities a lot of times and um there are a lot of amazing people out there they're teachers they're firefighters they're policemen they're people out there that do an amazing job for our communities for our societies and a lot of times they don't get the recognition that uh they should deserve so came up with this idea um doing one morning during my morning uh, devotionals and you know I'm a Christian so um you know when I when I pray in the morning God directs my path i feel that he directs my path so if you have a higher being uh that directs your path you feel that um he speaks to you so he said you know chip you know you've been reading a lot you, you you're a video guy but you really should consider doing a podcast and but i'm like a podcast about what i'm a video guy <laughs> so basically uh this podcast is about others and it's not about me it's about others but the first uh, 31 episodes that we're going to do a first, maybe 20 we'll record, uh, cause I may not do a podcast on all 31 of the people, but they'll be on my blog on chip Uh, will be about people, how they impacted me. And then after the people that have impacted me, at least in this year, we'll go on to people who have impacted others and, uh, any, anybody else. So if you're looking for, uh, forward to that, we will be posting more episodes throughout the month and uh, we'll go for it. So I want to give you a little bit of background about myself. Um, of course, I am a tech guy. I'm currently a teacher at a school named Augusta Fell Savage Institute of Visual Arts in Baltimore, Maryland. And um, how I even got there, it's just a journey. So let me just give you a background about myself and uh, how I have um, gone through my struggles, how I've done things the wrong way and to get where I am uh, today. And uh, as, as I'm still striving to become, I feel, an amazing person. So um, I went to school, uh, boarding academy, uh, Pine Forge Academy. I have one sister, uh, grew up in a suburb of Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, if you know anything about Baltimore and the suburbs, we had a really good life growing up, middle class family, very supportive uh, dad and mom. And... Um, you know, both my parents were teachers, educators. So education was very, very important in my family. But one thing, I didn't have a lot of focus growing up. I just liked to do a lot of different things. So I never, as a high school kid or as a really college freshman, so I kind of just went where the wind went. You know, uh, hey, somebody said I should be major in business. Hey, I'm going to major in business. So I remember my freshman year, I was dating a young lady and um, my my senior year, or it was my freshman year in college, and I decided to go on to college. My college choice was based on 
whether I could have a car. So the college at the time was named uh, Columbia Union College. It's now called Washington Adventist University. So when I graduated, I, I all my friends were a lot of my friends were going to Oakwood University. It's called Oakwood College back then. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going there. They don't let freshmen have a car. So my parents got me a car. A 1989 Ford Festiva Red. I remember it <laughs> like the back of my, my, uh, just really, really vividly. That red Ford Festiva. I was just so excited. I've had some old video, uh, with that car and, uh, uh, during my graduation after it. It's like the best thing. And I said, there's no way I'm going to part with that car. <laughs> so as you can see, there's more of our priorities laid right there. So after I went to Columbia Union, and for one year, and I think the next year subsequently broke up with the, the young lady. Uh, she's married now. She's good people. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and so am I. So it, the story turned out well. Uh, so went down, took about a semester off after my first year of college. And then in the fall of 92, no, I'm sorry, the spring of 92, went down to Oakwood University. And that is where... <laughs> well, Oakwood College at the time. That is where I really, really had a hard time. And when I say I had a hard time, I just got into all types of stuff. Not trouble, never got suspended, never got kicked out, but really with focus. And uh, a lot of my good friends, one of them I'll bring on the podcast uh, and talk about this. He's a now a prolific preacher. His name is Dr. Carlton P. Bird. We were in school together. We had sweet mates. He probably didn't know all the stuff that I did and what I didn't do. So I'm not going to even reveal it all on this podcast. But. Really had a really, really fun time. When I say fun time, did little work, uh, learned how to play cards, learned how to do almost anything you uh, learned as a college student, a 19-year-old college student would do. Uh, but while some of my good friends were just uh, uh, playing around, I mean, were doing their work, another one of my best friends, Jonathan Bryant, he's a doctor now, he was so focused and I was just out of it. Pledging, we have something called veggie fraternities and things like that. So let me just move on from that whole story. So after 92, then my parents, she's going to say, Damien, and that's my real name. Uh, Chip is my nickname for those who don't know me. said, you're cut off. We're educators. We cannot believe that you just wasted our money and blah, 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 blah. So I came home, didn't know what in the world I was going to do. And I just remember sitting on my bed. I was like, oh, my goodness. My life as I know it is basically gone and I'm going to be a basically a bum or a vagrant for the rest of my life. You know, I took accounting. I took this. I didn't know what in the world I was going to do. I, I didn't just take a, a four year path to college. So it was 1990. It was the summer of 92. Never forget. Forget about it. 92. I didn't know what I was going to do. Had to get a job. I was living in my parents house. Uh, just really had no focus. So I happened to be going up in an area of Baltimore named Towson. And long story short, I landed a job at a place called Kinko's. It was, uh, now it's called FedEx office. I worked there about four or five years. Um, and while I was working there, I, I put myself through school, through a school locally, locally here in Baltimore called Coppin State University. And after I put myself through school, I realized the value and I paid for school myself. My parents were really serious. They said, hey, we're we're cutting you off after I paid for my own school. And then I started getting promotions, management promotions. And I said, you know what? I need to go ahead and finish this undergrad degree because I did not 
I did not. I played around so much in my first couple years of college university. I need to go ahead and finish it. So that's what I finished in about 2000. So remember, I started high school. I graduated high school in 1990. I didn't finish my undergrad. <laughs> and that's why I have currently uh, until 2000. So 10 years it took me from, you know, 10 years. So I always tell people. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, you know, for those people who are listening to this, if you have a son or daughter or, or someone who is in college and, and plays around, I mentor a lot of kids. And um, and I tell them all the time, I said, listen, you sooner or later, those times, that window of opportunity in high school, you know, you're 19 in high school. That's no good. I mean, you you can get out. And like I said, I got out, started out with a one point seven GPA in college, okay? 1.7. That's why my parents said no mas. I ended up with a 3.2 GPA. 3.25. So, so miracles can happen, but you have to make sure that you are focused, you are steady, and I made sure that I was just uh, a a very 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 narrow-minded and focusedly uh focused with uh going to school and 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 finishing up. So, that's just the educational background right there. So why do I say all of that? And I say all of that uh, because you need to know a little bit about me. Um, I, I'm just not the ordinary go to school four years. I have a lot of work experience. I, I did a lot of marketing and sales even before I got into the technology uh, business. I'm one of those kind of people that take a lot of risk, um, not risk averse, started businesses. Um, I kind of got to start a business with no experience and then get the experience. And then like, how in the world do you get customers? And I said, you know, by just grinding and, and getting people to take a chance, I'm not going to, you know, sell ice to us Eskimos, but I'm going to try to do my best uh, with um, with what I have. So very quickly, what I'm going to tell you about in the next five minutes and we'll be done is one of the turning points in my life. Um, I joined uh, a friend of mine invited me, one of my um, sisters, uh, play sisters. We have play sisters and a lot of times in our communities and the play cousins. Um, and she invited me to a church called Miracle Temple uh, Church in Baltimore. And I, at the time, I wasn't really going to church. I wasn't really focused. I was just, you know, all over the place. That was in my uh, desert experience in the, in the middle 90s or uh, before 2000. And um, I heard this guy speaking and the church was in the ghetto. So if you know about Baltimore, if you've seen The Wire, if you've seen these other shows, unfortunately, Homicide Life on the Street, you'll know that Baltimore has some hoods. And we went to the, this church on Fulton Street. And I was like, what in the world? So I heard this guy talking and his name was Pastor Frederick Russell. And he was talking about vision. And back then I was working at Kinko's. I had some promotions. I think it was in the late 90s. It was probably around 97, 98, if I'm not mistaken. And he had a vision for a church. He had a PowerPoint up there. He wasn't really preaching like I was used to preaching and hearing being bored uh, uh, out of my mind. But he had a PowerPoint and going over different things to the church. And I remember sitting there and when I went visit the church, it's like it was on New Year's Day. So it was a good day to get me on New Year's Day because everybody wants to come to church and start the year off right. And I was just like, what in the world is this going on? So as we went on and as he went on and he talked about how he had a vision for a website, I was like, wow, this guy's cool. And then I was just motivated to go to him after church and say, hey, I, my name is Chip Desard. I don't really know you, but I think I want to help you with your website. And um, he already had a webmaster there. And he said, sure, come to my house 
And he probably thought I was, you know, just full of it. And when, you know, they had another webmaster I met. And when you meet people at church, especially after a rousing uh, rah-rah presentation, because it really wasn't a sermon, that uh, went to his house, met with a webmaster. And then just over the years, um, Pastor Russell became a friend. And right now, currently, he's a senior pastor of uh, one of the largest churches in Atlanta called Atlanta Berean uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. And, of course, in Atlanta, Georgia. But he's become a friend. He's become a mentor. It's become a confidant. And three things I want to say what he instilled in me. And, 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 and this is how I feel that if I'm ever going to become the amazing person that I aspire to be, it's going to be a lot because of what he instilled in me. And these three things he instilled in me in confidence and what he did with confidence. He really said, Chip, you know, I didn't have experience doing this, but you can do this. And sometimes in life, you just need one person to say, hey, your work is good. You need to keep doing it. I try to do that with my students, with people I mentor, you know, one person or to say, hey, this is really bad. So not even confidence, not just always a compliment fest It's really with uh, being honest with the people and with a person. And then also accountability, even though we were volunteers, you know, he really, really instilled a, 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 a just a, a accountability for things, you know, showing up on time, staying the entire time, doing the work, uh, just being fully present, you know. So this is when websites were first coming out. So websites had a lot of flash, really ugly. You know, when I look back on these sites that we were doing. They were really bad. And then the third thing it was respect. And uh, he command respect. And he's a leader, a leader's leader. And when I first met him, I remember, and I was like, man, he's a, he talked about traveling all over the world. But then, of course, like most skeptics, I looked around my surroundings, and it's only what I could see. And he had the vision. And I was looking and said, how in the world is this man traveling around the world in this ghetto little church, you know, and, and some people may say, well, how in the world is Chip doing this podcast? He's in a ghetto school in the hood doing this stuff. So it's not really where you are <laughs> physically, but where you are mentally. And that's one of the things I've really learned with the respect. He also had a, a, a really thing. He always used to trust, but he verified that's uh, attributed to Ronald Reagan. One of the, one of our, our, our presidents that uh, said that, but he always trusted people. He verified so really this podcast is really I want to give you background about myself, but also just want to give you background of where I'm from. I got into technology years later, got into video and and that's a whole nother story in itself. But um, just if you know my background, you'll see why I support people. I don't give up on people, I, 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 even though they may 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 go astray. There is always a chance to get people back. But it's their decision. So that's it for episode one. I really appreciate you listening and subscribing. And you'll find more on our blog at chipdesire.com. And we'll have an iTunes feed up for more amazing stories and amazing people. Thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon.